Hello everyone, welcome to episode 156 of the Focus podcast. I'm your host Andy Corrigan, with me as always is Andrew Brown. Hello. And Tori Wassana. Hello. And this is our E3 reaction special, so we're going to get into all the announcements from the Nintendo E3 Direct and uh, go over the things we're looking forward to and the things we're not looking forward to. So uh, without much ado, let's get right into it. Okay, before we actually start running through the news, a um, couple of thoughts on this year's E3 overall. Uh, I thought this was the best presentation of the lot, and that says a whole lot about the impact of COVID over the last couple of years, because like, I wasn't disappointed with anything in this Direct. It just wasn't a blow-your-socks-off kind of deal. There was no real hype, and the things that we were all uh, looking forward to just kind of didn't materialise. Um. Yeah, how, how are you guys feeling on on the overall uh, impact? I mean, between this one and the Microsoft one, nothing else excited me at all. So it's a low bar, but it was a pretty mm. good direct by that standard. Everybody gets a mulligan this year because of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I I I I'm not even going to complain because what's the point? Every, everything sucked. We knew this was going to happen. And next year will be better because people will have had time to, you know, adjust either working remotely or will have gotten vaccinated and will be working back in their offices. And next year will be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll start going through the news. So uh, the, the first up was the uh, Smash announcement, which was Kazuya from Tekken coming to Smash. Um, pleasantly surprised by this one. Um, I, I love Tekken, not quite as much as I love Street Fighter, but I, I'm definitely happy to have Kazuya here. And as like fighting game royalty, I think that was uh, pretty neat that he's recognized. The uh, trailer for his reveal was outstanding, particularly the bit where he's dropping all the Nintendo characters off the cliff, uh, including Kirby, who then flies back up in the in the background unnoticed. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, anyone else uh, Kazooie fan? Not at all, but it's a franchise that I was always surprised wasn't already represented in Smash. It's not disappointment, it's just another character. It's cool. I had no idea who this character was. I have no intention of finding out. Just another disappointing Smash Brothers character reveal. God. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie was the last time that I was excited by one. Wow, that was that was two E3s ago now. Wow. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. That was two years ago now, and we didn't have an E3 last year. But anyway, it was this time two years ago that I was excited by a Smash Brothers character. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, I'm definitely down for this one. I I, uh, I love Kazooie. On uh, Street Fighter X Tekken, uh, him and Ryu were my go-to, which is kind of vanilla, I'll grant you. But <laughs> um, also, uh, this was our first failure on the bingo card we did uh, on the last episode, and it kind of went downhill from there. I think so. Uh, uh, this was the only <laughs> Smash announcement. Uh, whereas, as a group, we decided that this year they the, they were going to reveal both remaining fighters. Um, sorry, I'm kind of blaming you for that one. I all I said was. Do we think they're going to? And everyone went, yes. So, can't blame me. (laughs) (laughs) Watch me! (laughs) So, uh, next up uh, was a couple of, well, at least one series that I was surprised hasn't been on Switch already, and that's uh, Life is Strange. Uh, This is the remastered edition that's coming later this year. That was tacked on to the end of the reveal trailer for Life is Strange True Colors, which comes out September 10th. So I imagine the originals will be out sometime before then. Um, Always had an interest in these as kind of like episodic Telltale style storytelling, but with a few unique mechanics and a focus on the supernatural. Um, Yeah, I'm definitely interested in in giving these a go. Uh, I just haven't got around to it on other platforms, so the Switch is probably going to be the first place I do that. Uh, have either of you two experienced Life is Strange before? Yes, uh, I've played all of them, and they're alright. 
I haven't played them, and for some reason, I'm just I'm not real motivated to play them. I'm, I'm sure I'll get to them eventually, but it's just not at the top of my list, and I can't really explain why. Because you know, I do like the narrative games, and this is a a really popular and successful one. But I'm just I just look at it, and I'm just like, eh. No worries. Uh, so next up was Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy coming October 26th via the cloud, which they did not mention at all during the direct, which was uh, confusing to many, including me, I'm sure. Um, Although then it was funny when people were complaining about how blurry it was. It was like, uh, yeah. th- that was the same footage they showed <laughs> in their <laughs> Xbox reveal earlier. So... Uh, you played yeah, yourself. Pe- people are just ingrained to call Switch games blurry for some reason. I couldn't care less about this one. Um, uh, the the thing because I, I watched the Square Enix trailer where they went into depth, and oh boy, did they go into depth on this uh, Guardians of the Galaxy game. And I can't believe that someone from Marvel on stream said with a straight face that they met with uh, Square and could tell that they understood. The Marvel characters, because <laughs> that's a lie, because I saw what happened with Avengers. So. <laughs> My uh, favorite quote about that Avengers game is still, why do Avengers need loot? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so this is, it pretty much looks like the Avengers game minus the live service things. And if the Avengers game was that, I probably would have picked it up. Uh, but like that game, this is going to be one I'll, I'll pick up on another platform when it's... Uh, around 10 bucks and not a moment before and i'll just play through the campaign and never touch it again the uh the dialogue was like the, i know the movies definitely have that sort of levity about them but the game seemed to just r- jam it down your throat mm-hmm. it's trying it too hard obnoxious yeah yeah uh it's also got the same problem as avengers where the costumes look close enough uh but then the character models are just enough that that becomes jarring like just do something stylized yeah it's the stunt doubles yeah uh next up was worms rumble coming june 23rd um something of a a lapsed worms fan uh i used to love it back on on the old ps1 have never really touched the series since um i don't know much about rumble i'm not even sure if it's still turn-based it looked very action heavy from the trailer but you know that could just be the editing to make it look more exciting uh, any Worms fans? I like what I played, but you kind of need people to play with. Mm-hmm. Like you, the last time I played was Worms Armageddon in the N64 PS1 era. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't played it since. and It's changed a lot since then. So yeah. I, I hope it does well, but not on my list. Uh, next up was Astria Ascending, coming uh, September 30th. That's a side-scrolling RPG. Um, not much that grabbed me there, uh, either of you two. I don't even remember it. <laughs> but that side-scrolling well. RPG, I, d- yeah. I don't think this was a game for me in, to begin with. Yeah. The animation looked really cheap, which put me off a little bit. Uh, but I'll probably get this, because, you know, I... I get a lot of rpgs especially the old school style rpgs i'm usually instantly sold on those kinds but uh it's gonna be after a price drop on this one Mm -hmm. next up two point campus the follow-up to two point hospital um you know i didn't play as much two point hospital hospital as i should have but um you know i liked it uh i'm glad they're following up with the sequel andrew i can see you being interested in this one yeah, this was the first game in this direct that I was like, that one I want. <laughs> this will be a, a day one grab for me because I thought Two Point Hospital was not only a great game, it was also a great Switch port. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's out next year. Um, to the delight of many, uh, Super Monkey Ball made an appearance uh, in the form of Banana Mania coming October 5th. Um, I have no experience with this series at all, but uh, the trailer seemed to say that it's a remake of sorts or maybe a compilation i'm not sure what it is but what surprised me is that it was the studio that created yakuza that made interesting this. yeah so that they'll, they'll put this over but not yakuza so <laughs> <laughs> i know nothing about the monkey ball series i, I do know 
that the last one they put on Switch, people were like, why would you put this one on Switch instead <laughs> of the, the other ones that people love? And I know so little about the series, I couldn't even tell you which ones those are. I think they're the first two. Don't quote me on that. Um, so my immediate thought on this one is, is this the one people wanted for a port or is this a new game? I, I, I've seen the direct twice now. I'm still not sure. So <laughs> n- not exactly sucking me in on this one. It was not a good, not, not a well-pitched game, I think. Uh, probably aimed too much at fans. Agree. Uh, next up was Mario Party Superstars coming October 29th um, with full online player, which explains the patch that the uh, Switch exclusive version got not too long ago out of the blue. Andrew, I know you not a massive fan of the party series. I became something of a convert with the Switch port. It's been a bit of a a Christmas um, tradition since we got it, so I'm looking forward to having uh, more mini games open to us for for this one and different boards. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely down for this. Um, Tori, you a Mario Party fan? Uh, I like what I've played over the series. I just it's very frustrating to see Nintendo have this party game series with the legacy and they just take snippets out like they either do just the mini games or they just remaster five boards it, it's <laughs> like they have so much content they could have it as a live service if they really wanted to they could have it like smash ultimate where it's just as much as they can cram in and they just kind of do it in dollops, and it's frustrating because they charge full price for it. Mm-hmm. But this one looks much more uh, focused on the older MIDI games and the older boards, so maybe not so Joy-Con focused, so maybe the light can actually play this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did say that all the games were playable with physical controls, um, so I see that as taking them taking on some feedback about some of their recent releases and how they've managed uh, porting over like Wii stuff in yeah. particular i think uh andrew you want to add anything to that i didn't really give you a chance to speak i haven't enjoyed a mario party game since the nintendo 64 era really <laughs> i have <laughs> i have a couple of the gamecube ones and i play them and i'm just like oh god this is just this is terrible but <laughs> i played the first three a lot of course um i was like 11 and 12 and 13 years old when the first three came out but this one looks like it's drawing a lot mostly from those three games so this is the right angle to come from to get me to buy a mario party game now that i'm 35 years old in 2021 but I, I'm still not buying it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and in, in Mario Party's time has, has it's gone. It, it's gone. I don't care how much online play you put on it. I'm just like, I, I don't want to play Mario Party anymore. <laughs> uh, next up was probably the biggest announcement, certainly from Nintendo's first party stuff. Uh, Metroid Dread, Back from the Dead. Uh was rumored rumored like many 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 years ago uh, as this is a title uh confirmed as the fifth mainline game which calls back to last week's discussion where uh you two debated the uh the numbering system of the non-prime games i thought that was funny um that's coming october 8th uh, and is a 2d metroid um seems to be going for that uh resident evil vibe where you're getting chased by a big big creature or creatures You're being chased throughout. by an ipod spider basically yeah pretty much yeah yeah so this this is the first one that we can say yep this was on our bingo card metroid was referenced we were broad enough that it counts so good thinking everyone <laughs> uh yeah i'm i'm definitely up for this one i have played only one 2d metroid before uh which was metroid fusion which i adore um i've played the NES one, like back when I was a kid, for like ten minutes on a rental or something, and I've you know I've dabbled on the the mini NES or on the 3DS when I got it as part of the rewards thing, but I haven't put any significant time into it. I'm definitely down for this one, especially in this year where it's a little little lighter on releases. Um, actually, this this one counts for two because we did say new Amiibo and they're in. New Metroid Amiibo 
uh, coming in relation to it, so that's good. So that's a twofer. That um, could have been our free space, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we mm, No, nah, we do have new Amiibo on there. I'm, I'm taking it. Andrew, I, th- I saw you. You're definitely buying it. Yeah, I think this is going to be Nintendo's big release for the end of the year. Uh, I like Metroid games. I like adventure platformers, although... I would I would have to say I've never played a Metroid game that I would actually rank highly in the genre, but it it's foundational, and they haven't made one in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know I'd like to see what they do. This is made by the same people who made Samus Returns, which I I thought was actually pretty bad. I didn't think that was a very good remake of Metroid Two, um, but I think that game was also constrained somewhat by how they were trying to make a big 3ds game but they were still trying to stick to the structure of a pretty simple and pretty short game boy game and Mm -hmm. those two clashing philosophies that just did not work like as far as like how the game played i thought it was fine and like the moment to moment design i thought was was fine so I believe they could make a good game, and I hope Metroid Dread is that game. I just Samus Returns was just it, it was flawed conceptually. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I imagine you're a shoo-in. Tentatively hyped, uh, like Samus Returns. I definitely feel I had some pacing issues, some difficulty spikes with um, the mining robot, which is a new addition. I'm excited that there's a new Metroid. I mean, I really thought that this is a, a forgotten franchise um, just because Metroid Prime is it's, its own entity. It might still have the same characters, but it's not really part of this saga, which apparently this is, it's the fifth and final one, apparently. Mm. So this is meant to be the end of the actual Metroid saga, as in not the game, but the saga about Metroid's. So I'm keen to see what they pull off. I mean, the, the creator of Metroid's still attached. So there's a, a lot of potential hype. I'm replaying all the Metroid games, including the Prime games leading up to this. So it's definitely, uh, it was a surprise. Yeah, uh, on that, let's coordinate a little. Because uh, as I said earlier, I've uh, it's not really a series I've played a lot of. Uh, so I'm definitely up for playing the ones that I have uh, easy access to. So obviously uh, the first one and Super Metroid are on the Nintendo Online apps. We ha- I have Fusion on uh, 3DS, part of the Ambassador Scheme thing. I just charged it and went onto the store and picked up the original Metroid 2 for Game Boy. Um, I'll probably leave off the... Um, the Prime games, because I'm expecting them to get repackaged and sold on Switch at some point. Um, they're spin-off sad games anyway. They they don't... Yeah. They count, but they're not part of this continuity or this part yeah. of this series. And, you know, I like to play things as close to, like, on the original format as possible. I had a quick look for, you know, things like Other M as much, as much maligned as it is and some of the others, and they are way too costly for me to pick up secondhand unless I... <laughs> you know, find a deal in a in a in a store randomly. I bought so, other end I, I, for twelve bucks. <laughs> oh, wow. that's all um, it's worth. Yeah, I I was looking online and they go that's going for like a hundred still. So, um, I will play along with you and coordinate with you, Tori, as as much as I can and with the ones that I have access to. Well, I've already I can I've already finished Zero stage. Mission, which is a remake Jeez. of the first one. It was oh, only okay. five hours. Cool. Well, I booted up the original on my Switch Lite last night and played like four screens before getting tired. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, when we come to talk about these things, we will coordinate where we can. Yes, that sounds good. Cool. Next up was uh, the obligatory uh, Just Dance 2022. That's coming November 4th as a surprise to no one. Are they still doing a Wii one? <laughs> I don't. Think, I didn't I think, see. I yeah. I didn't think to look, but I don't think they are. Finally, I think that's finally dead. 
<laughs> was I the, the last one or the one before where they made a big deal about it not being hmm. on Wii anymore? Uh, so that's that. Um, I've dabbled. My wife's a big fan of that series. Uh, and, you know, I've joined in. I even owned a copy on Wii U at one point as a part of a, a mini fitness thing I was I was going for. But yeah, not not something I buy religiously or anything like that. Next up was uh, Cruise and Blast coming this fall, console exclusive, and it's kind of like the latest iteration in an old arcade arcade sorry arcade racing game. I've never played the original, so I don't know what that's like. Uh, Andrew, I feel like I remember seeing you being excited for this one. Yeah, I had Cruise in USA on Nintendo sixty four, and I played it a lot. I'm sure it was a, a terrible port of the arcade game. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it was really bad, but I really enjoyed <laughs> it. And I was like, "Oh, a new cruising game, cool. Oh, I can I I can race as a unicorn. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm definitely getting this. I'm excited for this. Sorry, uh, not much attachment to this one. It looked fun though, but I'm not familiar with the the franchise. No worries. Yeah. Uh, next up was uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and a new Power Awakens set coming September 24th. Um, I don't think we've got any Dragon Ball fans on the show, do we? Not me. No. I, I was happy to finally see a game that's taking advantage of the setting rather than just being a game where people scream at each other and punch each other and there's explosions. You know, an action RPG with a story mm-hmm. and a world you can explore <laughs> with Dragon Ball, which has been on the air for, like, what, 40 years now? Great. Take advantage of that. But I still have no interest in playing it. Yeah. Um, has its fans, obviously. So but there it is. Um, next up was the first half of another square we got right, which was more time spent on games already announced than... There needs to be uh, Mario Golf Super Rush, which was just a quick look at the modes and the announcement of free updates, including courses and characters. So that's that's pretty cool that we're going to see some continued support for that game. Uh, yeah, I'm just sold already. Just release it next week, right? Friday. Nice. Uh, we're all getting that? Yes. I don't know. Golf is iffy. <sighs> I want to, just Mario sports games, I tend to bounce off a lot. I do too, but the Mario Golf ones, they're they are the good ones. They're so good. <laughs> I've never played one I haven't liked. Yeah, I'm literally here just for the adventure mode. Like, I, I don't care about the, the racing golf course ones or anything. I just, I just want the adventure mode. The speed golf, yeah, that looks like just multiplayer chaos which i just i'm not interested in but the other modes like the actual golfing modes in the mario golf games i actually get into them they are pretty well made and they have interesting structure Uh, i can get behind like those those modes being involved in the adventure mode you know like as different events or whatever i'm fine with that um but yeah just as a a multiplayer experience I, I don't care about that next up was another one that we could have had in the spends too much time on despite it being imminent was monster hunter stories 2 uh just a trailer reiterating that it's coming july 9th and there's a free demo coming soon um i haven't decided on whether i'm getting this one i love rise i need to go back to it and at least finish the story uh, i'd look at it maybe when i get around to finishing bravely default which i've kind of dropped off in in the last couple of weeks but uh Andrew, I think you said a while ago you were going to get this one. I played the demo of the first one on 3DS, which I really liked. I thought it was it looked amazing for a 3DS game, and I thought it was kind of an interesting take on a Mons fighter, although I, I wish they wouldn't call the monsters Monsties. I just I roll my <laughs> eye every time I, I hear that. I don't know if the Switch was like, almost about to come out if it was like months away or if it had already come out at that point but i just i was not interested in buying a new 3ds game at that point so Mm -hmm. for a sequel to that game that i thought looked cool uh, to actually be on the switch yeah i'm gonna get this and you know i like rpgs and capcom is not typically known for their rpgs but they do have a past in making them and they are they're decent enough 
So, got some hope for this one. This would be a good game. Sorry. Um, I think I'm going to try the demo before locking myself into buying it. Like, I'm interested, but yeah, monster raising RPGs. I'm going to be playing a lot of them this year. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, uh, WarioWare, get it together, coming September 10th. I, f- I feel like this was the second biggest surprise of the Direct and probably the one most of the fans were happiest for. Uh, it's been a while. Sorry, it's another one of the series I've never really bothered with. I think it sort of was at its height when I was kind of on and off with Nintendo consoles um, for, you know, various different reasons. Um, Looks fun and weird and uh, definitely interesting. Uh, I I think I could be tempted to get this one. Um, Tori, you strike me as someone that would be a massive Warrior FM. Interesting. Uh, I don't like WarioWare that much. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, Wario Land, however, dying for a comeback. Yeah, yeah I would like that. Um, I'd rather have a new Wario Land game, but they won't make it. <laughs> yeah, that's... Wario Land 4 has so much fun. Um, oh, I'm thinking Wario Land 1. That game's awesome. Oh, they're all great, but I think Wario Land 4 was like the peak for me. Hmm. Just WarioWare, it's just a bunch of mini games. I love the humor. I love the presentation. I just, playing that many little mini games where you have those, uh, it, it just stresses me out. It's a bit tedious. Um, if they bring back the Fronks mini game from Game & Wario, though, that that would be an instant buy for me. Oh, well, uh, that got less of a reaction than I thought it would. So <laughs> <laughs> we will move on. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 uh, pre-order starting June 25th. Um, they haven't even confirmed the release date properly yet, have they? Yeah, it's uh, November something. Yeah, I thought that was rumoured. Oh well. Um, this is probably the most in-depth look we've had of it in trailers. I would suspect, although I saw some people online saying it looked like a PS2 game. People that should know better, um, have a word with yourself for crying out loud. Um, I thought it looked great. Uh, not sure whether, whether I've got the energy for another JRPG at the moment. Um, but yeah, I think it looks good. Uh, this is definitely one Tori's going to get, probably. Yeah, I'm dying for this one. Um, <laughs> I had to what... be careful because I've been burned before. <laughs> Five minutes ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I really liked about this one, like we finally saw gameplay for starters, that animation and the art direction are stunning compared to all of the other smt games i love her hair <laughs> i think it's a he is it mm. i'm sorry that's, well, that's <laughs> no that that's that's what i love well, about that character design though when i first saw the character i thought that it was a he and then i saw this footage and saw her the hair on the character and the character's design like in in the alternate japan i was like oh oh that's a woman <laughs> so i i'm i'm not sure i guess we'll find out i'm not 100 sure but maybe I, you just name the character and you pick a gender maybe i mean before and after the transformation because it the, i think you fuse with a demon i think both the before and after are pretty androgynous so could go however you want to perceive it just to hopefully that's reflected in things like the how characters refer to you in game mm-hmm. i think it's going to be an awakening for a lot of people <laughs> but also <laughs> what i really liked was that the user interface reflects um tokyo mirage sessions mm-hmm. it's a very easily readable uh design like great uh font choice and layout and everything it looks like they've put a lot of polish into this. Nice. Uh, Andrew, are you getting it? I know you bought the last one just out of uh, Panic of Stock, which I still haven't got around to yet. I'm going to get it, and just like SMT3, I, I, I'm not guaranteeing that I'm even going to play this. Like, <laughs> It might come out at a time where I, I need a new RPG to play on weekends, and it might just slot in nicely on that, although I have I have no shortage of RPGs I can play from my backlog so no guarantee of that either 
but I, I was on board with all the mechanics they were describing until they started describing the demon recruitment and just I'm just not interested in doing that for some reason I just I don't know that system just doesn't appeal to me it just doesn't sound like fun so I'm not I'm not excited to play it <laughs> With the Persona series that sort of uh, develops as your main character can switch personas and the demons Whoa. become those personas, um, but I don't know how it works in in the mainline series. So uh, they become your party members. Oh, okay, so it is more. Oh, let's uh, move on. So the next one uh, I'm very excited for because uh, I'm a big fan of the series. Uh, Danganronpa Decadence coming later this year, which includes the three mainline titles. One, two, and three, and Killing Harmony, which is a mini game from one of them that's been turned into its own thing, which seems pretty pointless. But you can buy all four of those separately if you want. Danganronpa uh, is just an insanely good uh, visual novel that riffs off the Phoenix Wright uh, kind of structure. Um, it's very dark. Uh, it's uh, it's very it's it's done in a way where like the murders happen in in this school where you're locked in and you've got to figure out who the culprit was. Even in the cases where like within the first screen you're like, I know who did it. The way it unfolds is always surprising, and that's where they get you. Like it's not like the twist. You know, the killer reveal is meant to be the twist. It's everything around that. Um, and it's full of character, full of dark humor. Uh, yeah, I, I love them to bits. So it's, uh, it's Columbo. Uh, yeah. Kind of, yeah. It, it's it's Phoenix Wright, but um, on acid. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> saying something. Or, or some might say Phoenix Wright, but good. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. I liked the second one of the original trilogy, and I was lukewarm on the others. Um, I have never played I, a Phoenix Wright game I've liked. Come at me. Yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend playing at least the, the three games. They they have a spin-off uh, shooter as well, which is called Ultra Despair Girls. That you can take or leave. It's it's pretty mundane. But, uh, Tori, have you had any experience with these ones? I got them on PC, and I've been dying to play them. But I, I feel like this is something that would work a lot better on Switch. Something yeah. I can play in bed or yes, absolutely. I, I also have them on PC. I picked them up in a sale, but I definitely think handheld is the way to go. I played them on Vita originally, uh, and yeah, that that was good because I, I just had it as my bedtime book replacement because it's you know basically a novel, and then I'd save the the actual court cases, which are a little more action orientated. Um for you know when i'm more awake sort of thing so yeah uh yeah definitely happy this is finally coming it's probably the closest thing we actually got to a <laughs> a persona on switch announcement actually just for the the school friends focus although it, it's it's kind of like a dark play on that that whole setup we'll just flub that square just just kind of yeah. scratch it off and Cram it in like on a crossword puzzle. <laughs> I wanted to put Atlas. You wanted to put Persona. Yes. <laughs> uh, next up was a Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater available this year. Um, I, I think I own one of the Fatal Frame games. Never played it. Will I try this one? Absolutely. Looks great. <laughs> I got about halfway through this one on Wii U. Uh, fantastic. Uh, only reason I bounced off it is because I tend to like to play horror games with somebody with me, and the person I was playing with moved all the way back to Perth, to the other side of the country. <laughs> so, so they really didn't like it. <laughs> that was that <laughs> scary. I know the series by reputation. I haven't really had a chance to play one because uh, in the past I, I've refused to buy games that weren't available physically. Well, that that's that's changed on the Switch, so. Yeah, I'm going to get this one. I hope it's good. I think it's also coming to everything, not just Switch, which was surprising. Blasphemer! Yeah. I feel like there's one on PS3, because I think I got it as part of a bundle when I bought my PS3 many years ago. Oh, yeah, I think the original series was PlayStation. 
Yeah. And then they started bringing some to the Wii because of the motion controls. Mm-hmm. I've only ever known it as a Nintendo game. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd want this on Switch still because it makes sense for the camera. The way it works on the Wii U is that the gamepad was the camera mm. and you actually mm-hmm. use that to aim around. It was cool. I feel like that would work best on Switch. Oh, we'll find out later this year. Uh, next up is uh, Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1 DLC came out on the day of Direct. Tori, are you going to pick this up for a replay on Switch? When it's on sale, um, it's really good. It's really hard. If you think Doom Eternal is hard, this is just, like, even experienced players were going in and dropping it down a difficulty level just because it's that full-on right out <laughs> of the gate. Um. It's fantastic. I was expecting both parts to be released together. So not that it's a problem, just an odd release schedule. I thought the master level would also be released with this one, but no. But the DLC itself is absolutely fantastic. Highly recommend it, but go in expecting a challenge. I'm still hoping that once they have all the DLC out for it, they'll do a physical version. That'd be cool too. I'd probably buy that. So next up, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2, just reiterating that uh, June 25th release date. Uh, looks like it runs decently. I'm very happy. Andrew, I know, is definitely getting it. Yeah. And from memory, Tori, you weren't? I'd give it a shot. Um, oh, nice. I've never played them before, but everyone else loves them, so. <laughs> They're fun. There's a lot to do in in each arena. Uh, yeah. Which is, you know, what gives it the the longevity. I really do wonder if you just you had to be at a certain age mm-hmm. at the turn of the century to you know just just get what Tony Hawk was all about. I really wonder if that's going to happen. <laughs> but <laughs> I was that age. I loved these games when I was thirteen. Totally down for this, especially since uh, I didn't fully appreciate the soundtrack to these games when I was that age. I mostly turned the music off and listened to my own CDs, which was mostly Weird Al Yankovic. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to play the game with the uh, proper soundtrack this time now that I was like, oh, actually, Rage Against the Machine is awesome. So, yeah. uh, This was one of those where it was like, the soundtrack isn't my style of music, but that's it was a, a way for me to appreciate it through the game so kind of like the guitar hero effect where I, where I would enjoy playing a lot of songs I would never choose to listen to so yeah so that that's exciting uh next up was strange brigade uh which launched the day of the direct um i can't, i can't even remember what genre this is sorry I, I just know the name and i know it deals with uh the main characters are kind of like uh, colonial folk and from reading about it i don't think they addressed that in any way meaningful in the game it's some kind of online multiplayer shooter that's based on like pulp fiction so like indiana jones Mm -hmm. and stuff like that uh that near as i can tell like i I really don't know exactly what kind of online multiplayer shooter if it's like left for dead or if it's just like a a standard run through basic levels i really don't know (laughs) but (laughs) I was interested until I saw the price tag and I was like, ooh, yeah, I'm going to wait for a sale on that one, especially if it's going to cost that much, it's got to be physical or I'm not going to get it because that's just, that's ridiculous how much that costs for digital only <laughs> release. Yeah, I, I saw it today on the shop when I was picking up something else um, was I, eyes wide on, on the price. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've seen people on Twitter, they say it's a pretty good port handles well nice. so like if you're looking for a shooter there it is you know i'm just i'm playing replaying borderlands for the billionth time still having a good time <laughs> with that so <laughs> i don't need strange brigade hell yeah uh Tori? uh i think the art style and the whatever it was just kind of bounced off my my head <laughs> nice <laughs> saves you some money um yeah, it's weird. I'm at that age now where when something bounces off uh, aesthetically or stylistically where it's just like, cool, now I don't need to play that. That's good. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, next up was uh, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, uh, Nintendo acknowledging the game that they leaked before Ubisoft's conference. That's coming next year. We don't have a an exact release date yet. Uh, just to reiterate, I'm excited for more Mario Plus Rabbids. So, yeah. Yeah. That's that. I think we talked about that more last week. So, yeah, nothing has really changed. Next up was uh, a big announcement for a lot of people I know, uh, but not for me. Uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, which is a remake of the first two Advance Wars games uh, coming December 3rd. Uh, just like with Wargroove, which was the, you know, like a spiritual remake of, of these games, I just, it's not my style of turn based strategy. Uh, I prefer stuff with, you know, uh, ongoing progression with my units and, uh, you know, some even if it's just light RPG mechanics, like you know, holding it together in the background. Uh, but Andrew, you're a massive Advance Wars fan, so I can see you picking this one up. Oh yeah, super excited for this. I was overjoyed to see this in the direct because like, I even thought, like, are they gonna do an Advance Wars game? They haven't mentioned the series since the DS era with with a <laughs> a really controversial kind of sort of reboot of the series called days of ruin you know it came out in the realist brown era where everything was hardcore and post-apocalyptic and they even went that route in advance wars which was uh <laughs> it was controversial which is why you probably haven't heard from the series since, since the 13 14 years since that game came out so <laughs> I, I was really happy to see what seemed to be fairly faithful updates of the the Game Boy Advance Advance Wars games because they're uh, this is part of the Nintendo Wars series which goes all the way back to the NES, but it, it didn't go international until Advance Wars came out and that was when it was really became a big success which is why the series is just Advance Wars now even though it's now available on many more platforms than just the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. That's your trivia story for this this uh, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff well, I, I know. Um, uh, they got WayForward working on this one, which I think is a great choice of developer to make a game like this. And mm-hmm. just looking at how they've updated the graphics while staying true to the visual style of the Game Boy Advance games, I, I'm a big fan of. Like This is kind of what I hoped that... Uh, fire emblem would look like on switch instead of what four houses came out looking at look like where it was you know pretty nice character models but just the environment looked like a ps2 game and and i just i wasn't impressed so yeah this looks like how if i wanted advanced wars brought to switch i would want it done Uh, really happy to see this coming out sorry it's not a series i've had any experience with but I know a lot of friends that won't shut up about it, so ready for <laughs> You're that. talking about Josh, aren't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I spent so many study halls in high school playing Advance Wars with other students, and you could you could pass the handheld around with up to four players on one, one handheld, which was the main selling point at the time of Advance <laughs> Wars. That's probably... I'm sure you can still do it on the Switch version, but... That, that kind of feature is kind of quaint now. I don't know how much real exercise that's going to get used today, but that was a big deal back on the Game Boy Advance era. I was like, you could play a multiplayer game, and not everybody needs to have a Game Boy Advance. That's fantastic. wonder if they'll do the uh, asynchronous kind of thing they did with Wargroove. Hard to say. Uh, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. It's supposed to have online multiplayer of at least one versus one, uh, but I, I've played online multiplayer that is not asynchronous on Advance Wars. Uh, Days of Ruin had it, and especially if you're going up against a good player, and you're a good player too, you have to commit your entire afternoon and evening to doing one one <laughs> battle with another person. So hopefully that asynchronous is there, because otherwise it's a real slog to get through a match. No worries. Okay, next one. Uh, Hyrule Warriors Expansion Pass, uh, Pulse of the Ancients is coming June 18th, and Guardian of Remembrance is coming November 2021. Um, 
the Hyrule Warriors uh, Age of Calamity was one of my favorite games of last year, but just because of the way they handled the story, I don't really feel the need to go back to it now. Um, so I'll probably skip these. Um, I feel like we're all kind of on the same page with that, with the story at least. Um, any interest in the expansion packs? I might wait until the second one's out before I make a, a choice. Mm-hmm. I don't like how they kind of lock you into both. With, with, so they've shown off what the first one's all about, but not so much what the second one is. But you have to buy both together. I don't like how they do Gambling that. Gambling on potential. Yeah. I don't know. I, I like. I enjoyed the game, and the gameplay's great, and it looks like they've got some weird additions for like the the master cycle for zelda but yeah it's a gamble it it might be something that i even wait for it to go on sale before revisiting i did not like age of calamity story and i didn't really like the structure of how the campaign was made like uh you know you finish the campaign and then everything there is to do aside from the campaign is just lumped onto the world map after the fact and if you get dlc that's just added on there as well i I like the uh yeah i like the adventure mode in the original hyrule warriors a lot better because there was a a more clear goal to work towards after you finish the story and there were a lot of those goals added on (laughs) over the years with dlc and re-releases and remasters and Age of Calamity is, is just not built like that. It, it's just not appealing to keep playing after I finish the story for me. So I, I really liked the new characters. I, I just mm-hmm. I didn't like the game that they were playable in. <laughs> so uh, I would much rather play the original Hyrule Warriors than Age of Calamity. Uh, next up was the other half of the bingo slot we got right about too much time spent on games they didn't need to spend time on uh, skyward sword hd just reiterating reiterating the controls and its release date of july 16th yep i'm still buying it uh, i think we all are so we'll just move on uh then there's the zelda game and watch uh three games included in this on the game and watch which is the original uh the sequel adventure of link which is one of andrew's favorites um and Link's Awakening, which was a nice surprise. I didn't think they would include the Game Boy version. That's cool. Plus uh, Vermin, which is a, a game and watch game with uh, Link's head imposed on it for Zelda reasons. Uh, it has a playable clock. Um, fun but pointless. And that's coming November 12th. Uh, unlike the Mario one, Andrew, you saw you're picking this one up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh... With three games on there, this is a much better value than the Mario Game & Watch one was. Because I saw that one and I was like, that's that's cool, but I don't see myself ever actually using this. Because like, I don't need a, a clock, I have a, a phone for if I want to know what time it is. And Mario Brothers, it's a fine game, but it's not one that I I find myself wanting to replay all that often. But... This one, three games I like in one package. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm always looking for a good excuse to replay Zelda games, especially Zelda 2, which uh, it, it's not a favorite. I'm just a passionate defender of it. I think I think people completely <laughs> misread that game. Uh, feel free to reach out to me if you want advice on playing Zelda 2 because... Uh, it, if you know the rules that the game doesn't bother teaching you, <laughs> it's actually a very playable game. And Link's Awakening, the original Game Boy version, fantastic. Yeah, uh, this is a great product. I pre-ordered it as soon as I was able to, and thank goodness for that, because that was another problem with the Mario game and watch was you couldn't pre-order the dang thing, but they're letting <laughs> us pre-order this one. So, great. Lovely. Doing the Zelda 35th anniversary right in this case. I'm sorry. Uh, well, I'm getting it because there's something wrong with me, and I have <laughs> to pick up everything limited edition that Nintendo put out. <laughs> um, I'm more keen to play the games on this one 
I'm expecting the buttons to still be as mushy as they are in the Mario one, but mm-hmm. yeah, that it's not as crucial for Zelda as it is for Mario. I feel. Um, I like that the clock seem to have different themes for the different games on it, mm-hmm. but it's probably just going to be more of a display piece. Maybe yeah. hook it up to a charger and have it as a clock somewhere. I don't know. Uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing what Easter eggs are on there. Oh that yeah, was fun with the with the Mario one. Is it 35 um, again? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, so I am definitely getting it. Uh, just got to wait till payday, and then I'm doing a bunch of uh, pre-orders off the back of the direct, and this will be one of them. Hopefully, it's still in stock by the time I get there. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, and then they had the the one more thing, which was Breath of the Wild two. Uh, they didn't give us the full title because they say it could be considered a spoiler. But they did give us a release window, kind of. Uh, <laughs> so th- that was uh, 2022. I don't trust Nintendo uh, release windows, to be quite honest. No. <laughs> um, and uh, we, we got a quick glimpse of uh, more footage. So, you know, you take to the skies, this floating islands, a bit Skyward Sword-like. Uh, there, there are moments where Link turns into liquid, so I'm calling it Linkwid. Uh and there's some time travel manipulation stuff going on. There are a heap of excellent theories doing the rounds on on socials about uh, whether you might actually play as a young Ganon as part of the story, based on little glimpses from both trailers and concept art and and things like that. Uh, so that's definitely worth a read if you want to go down the rabbit hole. Uh, not much to say about it. I want it. I want to see more of it, and I want a release date, and I want to know what it's called. Yeah, I want that name. It also looks like the Sheikah Slate is incorporated into Link's arm somewhat. Mm-hmm. Don't know what's happening there either. Uh, it looks like he mostly has time manipulation powers now. It's going to be interesting to see how that changes how we interact with the world because the, the Sheikah Slate was just so integral to how Breath of the Wild worked. And... You know, if there's alternate versions of those powers, or if there's enhancements of those powers, or maybe if he just has those powers again, and he can also like reset time, because that was really the only thing the trailer really showed was a spiked ball coming down a hill, and then he 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 reset it just before it hit him, and it flew back up through a bunch of moblins. You know, interesting, but. I need to see a lot more of this game. I was I was mm-hmm. very underwhelmed by this reveal. And it kind of deflated me after a very mediocre Nintendo Direct. <laughs> Think it was the wrong thing to finish on. What I said was when they showed Metroid Dread is like, wow, if Metroid Dread isn't their closer, they must be saving something good for the last and then <laughs> Then yeah. they did Breath of the Wild 2. It was like, yes, Breath of the Wild 2. And it's like, that was it? <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to quickly run through the, the bingo board and do a count of the things that we got right, which isn't many. So we got New <laughs> Amiibo, too much time spent on Mario Golf or Skyward Sword. So that was one. Metroid. And that was it. We got three. <laughs> <laughs> We're so good at this. Uh, we tried. Yeah. We tried. We had fun, though. That's all that matters. So, yeah. So, that's it. That's the E3. Uh, you know, hit and miss. It's just a weird one. And, you know, COVID's largely to blame. I still think they had the best presentation out of everyone. I thought the Xbox One in particular was massively disappointing. I expected a lot more from that. Um, and this one being the best one just says a lot about the state of the games industry during covid so yeah cool with that let's uh end the episode okay so we've uh taken a break from uh playing stuff this week just to focus on e3 uh andrew what are you planning on playing in the coming week well i'm doing a lot of catch-up on games i've actually beaten in the past couple weeks but just haven't had time to talk about them but uh planescape torment i finished man eater i played and finished and Subnautica I finished, so I'm going to give final thoughts on all three of those, and then we'll have had Mario Golf for a good 24 hours. 
when we record next. So I'll talk about that with Andy. Nice, nice. Uh, I will be playing more Baldur's Gate. Uh, I've had a week. I've had a really like stressful week <laughs> personally for things happening back in my home country. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to play much, but uh, Baldur's Gate, I'm still ongoing. I'm trying to explore everything as much as I can. Uh, I picked up the Metro games on sale for like 15 bucks. Um, I'm not a massive fan of both of those games. I've played both, but I fancied replaying them for some reason. Uh, so Metro 2033 and uh, uh, Last Light, I think the other one's called. Um, yeah, they they both underwhelmed me originally but yeah keen to give them another go because you know they've got quite a cult following uh and maybe uh i'll get further on metroid but yeah mario golf is definitely one i'll put some time in to discuss next week uh tori uh so i'm making my way through the entire metroid series uh i'm substituting um the first two games for their remakes because i haven't finished the remakes before um well i have now i've played zero mission um, and right now I'm going through Metroid Prime, which is a much longer game. So we'll probably talk about both on the next episode. Maybe Mario Golf. Maybe. Big maybe. Yeah, you'll be on golf. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Focus. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast services. Make sure to check out our sister shows, PlayState and Power of X. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively GamePodular community. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and at GamePodular.com for updates, news, and other content. Links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee or become a GamePodular Patreon. The details for both of these things are on our website. Thanks in advance. This episode was edited by Andrew, and you can follow him at PlayCritically on Twitter and read his long-form reviews at PlayCritically.com. You can follow our host Andy at FlameRoastToast and myself at Stew2, that's S-T-W-T-W-O. Thank you.